Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. When your money's on the line, choose a trusted sports book that gives you tools to win, like MyBookie. At MyBookie, it doesn't matter if your team is up or down. You can easily cash out or bet the game live to come out on the winning side. Use MyBookie for daily odds boosts, same game parlays, and take advantage of huge prize pool contests. Every single sack, fumble, and touchdown is another chance to hit payday. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag and on your first deposit, use promo code TSUS to grab a deposit match up to $1,000. Try the MyBookie money bag to grab a potential Super Bowl front runner at long shot odds. Plus 38,000 on the Eagles and Chiefs. You won't find odds like that anywhere else. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, 
Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cox and Aggie square off at Kyle Field, an 11 a.m. local time kickoff. South Carolina looking for their first ever win in front of the 12th man. Who better to help us break down Texas A&M and give us the Aggie perspective than our good friend David Nuno of Tex Ags, the best place to catch all things Texas A&M Aggies coverage, et cetera. Dave, appreciate you taking the time, man. It's a pleasure to have you on once again. My buddy, I appreciate it. I always enjoy coming on and our banter back and forth where I think we're two programs and two guys talking about our programs that are still trying to figure out the team we cover. We thought we knew, and, and I still don't think we know. And one of us is going to leave Saturday in, in a weird spot when it comes to the rest of the season. So, David, that's where I wanted to start. Texas A&M sitting at 4-3 and three on the season, the three losses coming to – Miami in heartbreaking fashion, Alabama maybe in similar fashion, and then Tennessee on the road in Knoxville. So Aggies coming off the bye week at four and three. What hasn't clicked? I know Connor Wegman went out earlier in the season with an injury. Uh, Has it been quarterback play? Has it been something else? I know Miami, it was defensive struggles. Seems like the defense has kind of found their stride. What is it, would you say, in a pivotal year for Jimbo that hasn't necessarily meshed and led to a four and three record? I answer a question with a question. How would South Carolina do without Spencer Rattler? How would Alabama do if Tyler Buckner was their their quarterback this year? Um, how would any team do? I mean, Georgia, with without Carson Beck, they may still be Georgia. Who knows? But I guess my point is um, Aggie fans don't care because this is the third straight year that their starting quarterback has gone down for the year. So they don't care. They want results. The reality is it's somewhere in the middle. Uh, when, you, when you're on your backup quarterback, and I know Max Johnson is an accomplished quarterback, this offense should be better than it's been since he took over here. Um, but that, that's, that's the problem. You, you are on your backup quarterback. Why are you on your backup quarterback every year? Well, the offensive line has been the biggest issue. I am not one that thinks you need to recreate the wheel when you make an offense, right? Like, I, look, I, I want Jimbo's offense to be more creative. That's why they brought in Bobby Petrino. But if you can't block and you don't give a quarterback time, and that's been the big problem, then your offense is going to struggle. The problems against Miami early on, um, there were a couple problems there. I don't think the offense was consistent enough in that first half of the opportunity they were given, but the defense was not the defense we see now. They were not attacking quarterbacks the way they do now. Since that game, the defensive line has lived in the backfield of all the quarterbacks they've taken on, really. I mean, Alabama, Tennessee, you name it. They get after the quarterback. Uh, But the offense started off in a great direction because I think Connor Wigman is a Band-Aid for some of the issues on the offensive line. Not only is he really good, he releases the ball quickly, right? And I think that allows the offense to get going. Max Johnson is an elite thrower of the football, 
unfortunately holds on to it a little bit too long. And the offensive line has, has been getting embarrassed. They've taken on a very good defense in Tennessee and a very good defense in Alabama. And those coaches made some halftime adjustments that I don't think A&M's had. So uh, I guess to answer your question in a long-winded form, yeah, problems at quarterback, and it's not all on Max Johnson. Um, but if you can't block, it doesn't matter who you have back there. If you're on your backup quarterback, most teams would be struggling. Uh, A&M has to look at this week against South Carolina as an opportunity. That's not a shot at South Carolina, but the facts are the facts. They struggle stopping the run. A&M needs to establish the run to be able to do what they want to do. Uh, they struggle protecting Spencer Rattler. Well, A&M lives doing that. So this has got to be an opportunity. We will see if it, it comes to fruition. But one thing I'll say about A&M, and again, this is not a shot at Alabama, South Carolina, Tennessee. A lot of times it's not about what they do. It's about what A&M doesn't do or the self-inflicted wounds that we see. That's been a case here the last few years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And David, on that note, and I'm sure you've gotten this question a ton this season, but I have to start and ask with Jimbo Fisher and his status. What's the mood in Aggie Nation, and how important do you think this game against South Carolina is? I know it's not one that, you know, if, even if A&M wins by 50, right, I think there's a lot of folks in College Station that have their mind made up on the Jimbo Fisher era, maybe wanting to move on, what have you. Right. Knew how pivotal a year this was for him. But, I mean, what's your read on it? How close do you think Texas A&M is to if things continue to go south? Or it may just take one more loss. I mean, how close do you think a new era beginning in College Station is? Or do, do you think that's getting overblown at this point? I think it's overblown because the contract is what the contract is. Everybody talks about this, these deep pockets that AM has. A and has some deep pockets for sure, but nobody's just given writing a $75 million check just to do it. Like and then and then who are you gonna hire? Right? You're gonna have to pay somebody. So, like, no, I I, I don't think so. Here it doesn't mean it's an impossible conversation. I understand the conversation. They gave this guy an extension after an orange bowl season where they're recruiting at an incredible level. At the time, it made sense, even though it didn't make sense. If that if that makes any sense, like I understood it at the time. I hate that it was guaranteed and basically resetting the contract, but I understood it because 
at that point, it felt like A&M was on this upward trajectory. And, you know, that same season, um, they beat Alabama. They're on their backup quarterback. So I, I, I understood the good vibes. What happened last year, I don't understand. What I'm seeing this year, I'm still TBD. The contract is huge. So are, are fans ready to move on? Sure. Yeah, but I, I mean, when you go five and seven, you should be on the hot seat. If you don't follow that up with a, you know, a remarkable change, of course that's going to be the conversation. But the, the contract is what it is. It does me no good to go say, fire Jimbo, fire Jimbo, because the, the bottom line is I don't think they are. Um, and you got, as an A&M fan, based on the contract and based on the talent that you have, you better hope he figures it out this year. Because I don't think he's going elsewhere next year. Like I, I think he still have this year. Um, so you better hope that he gives you enough to, A, keep players that want to stay, and B, uh, keeps that really t- high recruiting class that he's got for 24. So that's the hope. The reality is we're about to see. This South Carolina game, and, and again, I, I'm, you're going to have some people who curse me because they did it on the YouTube page on our show yesterday. But AM has more to lose in the game than in this game. They should beat South Carolina at home with the talent that they have, with the Kyle Field experience, with the the amount of, of what's still ahead. They should. Doesn't mean they will, but they should. I think that's why Vegas is picking AM to win. That's uh, they they should be the better team. If you win, let's just say they win 20 to 6, whatever it is, 24 to 6. Okay. If that were to be the case, okay, what's next? Ole Miss on the road. Until they beat a team on the road, a ranked team on the road, by the way. It doesn't matter. If AM does lose, then those whispers become a lot louder. Um, and, and look, I, I, I love Shane Beamer. I told you on my show yesterday, I, I, I love him. I, I, I think that schedule that South Carolina had was such a brutal start to the season. Plus, you know, football's a momentum game, right? And had they taken one of those early losses, you know, one, had they finished the deal against Georgia, we're talking about a completely different narrative. But this is where you are, and now you're going at a place that I think is hard to win in Kyle Field against a defense that feasts off quarterbacks. If you're a South Carolina fan, though, you're thinking, all right, that's fine. But we got Spencer who can throw deep. And I don't know what Xavier Leggett's, you know, the most recent status update on him is, but that's where AM's defense is vulnerable. So a long-winded answer, again, of saying I think Jimbo's safe. But those whispers are only going to get super loud if they if they lose to South Carolina. And Dave, to your point really quickly, just so you guys are in the loop for your show on Tex Ag, Xavier Leggett was in concussion protocol after Mizzou. Uh, based off reports late Wednesday night, he is expected to play on Saturday. So a big boost for South Carolina, a guy they, they obviously cannot afford to lose. Uh, on that note, Dave, you gave a little bit of a, a – a, a, you know, kind of a gauge on, you know, your view of South Carolina. I'm just, I'm just curious, you're, you know, you and I spoke in the preseason over the summer, uh, previewing the season, looking ahead to 2023, all the hopes, aspirations. And at that point, I would have told you, Dave, that Shane Beamer was this untouchable guy after the way they finished 2022 with his big back-to-back top 10 wins. And I think this season, at least for me, has been a really humbling reminder how quickly all that can change, right? You lose a couple of games, you find out really quickly no coach is immune to the effects of losing. Your thoughts when you look at South Carolina, your just overall feelings on the Gamecocks program heading in this game. Have you been surprised what you've seen from South Carolina? Like when you look at them as a team, you look at some of the rankings, Is does anything jump out to you that's surprising? I mean, obviously the sack numbers, the defensive numbers, I feel like there's there's a lot to nitpick when it comes to this group. But, but overall, just view of this Gamecocks team and program heading in this game. 
No, um, nothing surprised me because I didn't think South Carolina was going to have a, a, a big year this year. I didn't think they were going to take a bigger step last year. And, and it's not a shot of South Carolina. I was just looking at that as look at the schedule. Like when you start off with, you know, you know, a rivalry game with North Carolina, you've got Georgia in the first month of the season. You've got Tennessee in the first month of the season. And, and again, we were thinking of Tennessee being that team from last year with Hendon Hooker, even though they aren't that same team. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, that's like three, that's three potential losses in the first month. And then I'll throw this in. I don't think anybody expected Florida to be the team that they've been this year. And nobody expected Missouri to be the team they've been this year. So, like, if, if I'm a South Carolina fan, I am frustrated. And I'm like, why can't we be Florida this year? Why can't we have the success Missouri's having? We'll see if, if Missouri and Florida can sustain that. Because, you know, Florida's got Georgia this weekend and, and things could get interesting. Uh, I, I, th I think you have to give Shane more time. Um, and then I want to see what he does for an encore after Spencer Rattler. What kind of quarterback is the guy in the following years? Because um, I think that's what Arkansas is going to face, right? Sam Pittman is, you know, he gets a little bit of grace because they did fire Dan Enos and they've had KJ Jefferson. But when KJ Jefferson is gone, is this team going to take a step in the right direction or in the wrong direction? I think South Carolina is in a similar spot. Uh, what, what do you say to that, Chris? The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs up, S P or S U P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, buying tickets shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, Create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
Yeah, I would say absolutely. I, you know, I look at South Carolina and Arkansas very similarly in the sense that like Pittman's their guy, Beamer's South Carolina's guy. Both are starting to face some real heat. I think especially Pittman, like you mentioned, I think using Dan Enos as the scapegoat. I think that's something Shane Beamer would benefit this year, probably using Clayton White, his defensive coordinator in that in that same manner. And hey, listen, that's just the business, man. It's better you than me, right? Like, I mean, just you got to do what you got to do when you're a head coach. Dave, when you look at this football game specifically, you mentioned, and I think the matchup that is really going to determine whether this game, maybe it's a close game going in the fourth quarter or Texas A&M runs away with it. It is that Texas A&M defensive front against South Carolina's beaten, battered, and bruised offensive line. And I mean, David, realistically, even at full strength, South Carolina has struggled mightily, 127th in the country in sacks allowed at 31. Of course, Texas A&M tied for first nationally with 29 sacks is it just purely the Aggies have an overwhelming amount of talent I I know you look across the board Walter Nolan leads the way in the middle Edrin Cooper at linebacker but I mean what is it that makes Texas A&M so good at rushing the passer and then on that note I have to think they're licking their chops looking at this game this weekend sure they are uh there's opportunities there but let me go ahead and tell you I don't think that's what the game comes down to Uh, A&M's going to get their sacks they got their sacks against Alabama I forget the number. I think it was six, seven against Jalen Milrow. Okay. They got their sacks against Tennessee. Like the, the game doesn't come down to that. The game came down to uh, at least against Alabama, Jalen Milrow carving them up, throwing deep and finding open receivers. Um, that's what the game comes down to. How many big places A&M give up? Um, if, if Spencer Rattler can go off and then self-inflicted wounds, A&M is notorious. Let's go back to last year. The game was over in the first five minutes. A&M had a chance to win that game, but it was over. Like, you're down 17-0 with nine minutes to play in the in the first quarter. Like, that, it, you don't come back from that on the road in the SEC. And, and again, Connor Wigman was the quarterback, and he did give them a chance in that game at the end, right? At the very end of the game, he came in. Um, so he did give them, but they didn't get it done. So to me, and it was that way against Alabama, self-inflicted wounds. You give up a, a dumb safety in that game. Against Tennessee, you give up a, a punt return for a touchdown. The, the game to me comes down to a couple things. It comes down to can they stop the big play from happening because everybody's had a field day. Tyler Van Dyke, Jalen Milrow, Henry Hooker couldn't hit, couldn't hit deep, but I, I know that Spencer Rattler can hit deep, right? So that to me is, is the game, and then it's the self-inflicted wounds. Does A&M continue to give up? I think it's four straight games that they've given up a non-offensive score. You can't do that against teams. Um, and against a team that's two and five who is desperate for a win, you can't give them a glimmer of hope. You've got to do to them what you did against Arkansas. And Arkansas, by the way, could have been a game, but Anaya Smith had a punt return touchdown uh, to k- get that game out, out of bay. But you can't give them a glimmer of hope because I think Shane Beamer and, and Spencer Rattler and Xavier Leggett are too talented to not take advantage of opportunities. So to me, it's it's about not making mistakes that AM has made this year and also limiting the big plays. You can give up two or three big ones. You can't give up more than that. David, that's a heck of a stat you bring up. Four straight games that Texas A&M has allowed a non-offensive score because it, it, that segues into I was going to ask you about, you know, I would have to imagine special teams is a real emphasis with Jimbo and that coaching staff this week just because of, you know, you look at the game last year between the Gamecocks and Aggies, and I mean, if not for Xavier Leggett's opening game kickoff return, that game maybe goes a completely different way. So, I mean, you factor in, like you mentioned, four straight for Texas A&M. 
allowing a score that's not offensive, a South Carolina team, like you mentioned, that's desperate. Special teams could play into the big factor yet again. And if you're Texas A&M, I think, or if you're South Carolina, if there's a path to pulling the upset, you'll probably need something like that yet again. I'd imagine, again, Texas A&M is really locked in on making sure that doesn't happen. We don't get to go to practice, so I don't know. Uh, to me, there's a couple, like, if I'm a head coach, there's a couple of obvious things. Um, my first obvious thing is Max Johnson released the ball quicker. That's the obvious one, right? Um, my, my second thing beyond, you know, can you fix the offensive line? Cause that's been an issue this year beyond that. I'm like, can, can we like actually get our punt coverage in the right spot? Can we have some spe- like special teams has to be a considerable part of this conversation because when A&M is really good and we saw it in the Arkansas game, and I think we've seen it in the Auburn game, special teams does play a role. If they can play complementary football with average offense, not bad at offense, but average offense with complementary football, AM wins most games. And they just and, and look, they could have beat Bama. It came down to the last possession. They could have beat Bama, but we've been saying could have beat everybody. They could have beat South Carolina. They could like that's that's the coulda. You could have make a shirt that says coulda, and AM would be all over it. They could have. <laughs> they didn't. So yeah, special teams better be a part of the conversation. David, how do you expect Texas A&M offensively to attack South Carolina? Because as you mentioned, it's a Gamecocks defense that has struggled in basically every facet. Every time they sell out to stop the run, they give up big plays in the passing game. Every time they sell out to stop the passing game, they give up over 200 yards on the ground, it seems. So in a situation like that, I mean, are you expecting more of the running game with Le'Veon Moss and that stable of backs? Are you expecting more of the the deep passing game with Smith and Stewart. I believe it's Noah Thomas is the other guy. Yeah. Explosive threat. Like, like what would you expect more? What do you think the offensive attack will be for A&M? I think it's going to be a typical A&M offensive experience. Not what we've seen against Bama and Tennessee, which has become more typical. But what I mean by that is they're going to try to establish the run. And that run opens up the big pass. Uh, one of the things Bobby Petrino said when he took over was he wants to feed the studs. They've stopped feeding the studs recently. They need to feed the studs. So if I'm AM, I'm doing some bubble screens. I'm doing some short slants. I'm getting the ball to Anaya Smith and Evan Stewart whenever I can, and then keeping the defense on us with a balanced run attack. So, yeah, I think you'll see Le'Veon Moss. And then once that starts happening, you know you can throw – well, South Carolina's had their issue stopping the long ball. Then you open it up with Noah Thomas over the top. And then you find – that seem for Anaya Smith to do what Anaya Smith does. But I think it is going to be one thing I'd like to see. I don't know if we're going to see it, but I'd like to see more aggressive play calling. I've seen very predictable slash. Look, they got the, the hostage. You got to stop those hosses. And, and recently they have been stopped. But I'd like to see a team that goes for the jugular and goes for it early. David Nuno of Tex Ags does a fantastic job. David, one final thing, and I'll get you out of here. One of my talking points going in this one, something I'm really excited to see when you have a pair of teams like A&M and South Carolina maybe dealing with some turmoil behind the scenes or maybe the seasons aren't quite what each expected. I think something to watch in this game is just, is there one of these two teams, maybe both, maybe none, that come out flat because of, you know, well, what are we really playing for now? Like you question the buy-in, you question the, you know, behind the scenes, what's going on. Do you worry about that with Texas A&M at all? Do you sense any dejection, any, or is this team still fully bought in and you expect them to give their best effort on Saturday? At this point, I feel like they're all bought in. I don't know what I can say about South Carolina because I think, you know, you, they're close to not being bowl eligible, right? Especially with knowing what's ahead. And that's, why, that's why it's a big question for me because I, at this point, it's just human nature. 
college kids. It's like, you know, in this era, especially. Yeah. And I agree with the era conversation part of it. I'll, I'll say this. A&M still has a chance to have a special season by special, not the kind of special we all envisioned, but is nine and three completely off the table. Well, they haven't won a road game since 2021 Missouri, right? Midway through the season. So they still got two very difficult road games. Ole Miss next week. And, and at the end of the season, Baton Rouge for LSU, but is is it out of the uh, conversation piece to say that a and going to have a chance to win games at the end? They had a chance to beat Alabama at the end. They didn't. They had a chance to beat South Carolina at the end. They didn't. They had a chance to beat Tennessee at the end. They didn't. But they will be in these games. a and a team that rarely gets blown out. The, the closest to a blowout that I've seen was maybe the Miami game, uh, which was a couple scores, and that game was closer than that score indicated, and also the uh, Mississippi State game last year, which was a close game, and then it just got out of, out of, out of hand, which is – what happens a lot of times in the SEC. So I, I, I think A&M has a lot to play for. If this team wins against South Carolina, it doesn't mean anything yet. You go on the road in what I consider a coaching rivalry game, not a program rivalry game, but there's the Jimbo Fisher versus Lane Kiffin dynamic. If you can string together two wins in a row, okay, you get Mississippi State. Now you feel really good about beating Mississippi State at home. I mean, you, you should feel good. Just like you feel good against South Carolina, you should. Then you get Abilene Christian, boom. That is now four wins in a row that is possible. I'm not saying this is going to happen, by the way. I'm just saying that's got to be the mindset of the coaching staff and the players across the street. And then you're like, let's go to Baton Rouge and do what we did last year to LSU, but this time do it on the road. You lose to South Carolina, then the last year conversation starts coming up again. Like, you know, are the guys bought in? Who cares if they win next week? Like, it doesn't matter anymore. This team is a joke. Uh, And I'm not saying that's going to happen either because I, I don't think we saw that last year. If that would if that was the case last year, I don't think they beat LSU to close out the season, right, and, and put up 38 points on, on, on a team that, by the way, LSU was playing for a lot. They were playing for a chance to get invited uh, to the playoffs. Uh, didn't say that was going to happen. They were certainly playing for that. So um, I, I just – I do believe that uh, A&M is still all in, but like fans and players, that time is starting to run thin. David Nuno of Tex Ags does a fantastic job covering all things Aggies. David, appreciate you taking the time, man. It's always a pleasure chatting with you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Chris, thank you so much for the invite. Love talking to you, man. We'll get you back on the show soon, too. Absolutely.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.